Welcome everyone to the Palette. My name is Woody. And my name is Joey. We are back with another edition of the Parlay with another special guest. This time, we have the commissioner of the A7FL Florida, Mr. Nick. How do you pronounce your last name properly? Alimo. Nick Alimo here, man. How you doing, Nick? I'm good, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, we're doing great over here. Um... I know you've been keeping up with uh, the pat the couple episodes we put out, especially since uh, we've added Joey to the show. Um, how you been liking the product so far? If you have, oh, I've been listening. I've been, uh, and I, I like the fact you got Joey in the mix. You know, it gives another person to conversate, different opinions as well. So that's good to have. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, from the different guests that we've had on. Uh, we were, we were thinking about who we could get on, and I kind of came up with the, the idea of reaching out to you. You're kind of the guy that's been, you know, making all the wheels turn down here in Florida. I know some uh, some of the divisions don't have uh, commissioners. Some of them do have commissioners. So, you know, we're, we're just lucky enough to, you know, if we need something answered, we come to you, and you're the, you're the guy down here. Yeah, for sure. I could uh, definitely – get you guys the answer for things if i can't find out the answer i'll find out the answer for you guys type thing you know what i mean absolutely so and uh go ahead joey go on no no go ahead go ahead, go ahead joey. Uh, I, I was just gonna say um i mean if anybody's seen on the uh, the, uh, the players page i've been been on nick pretty hard lately but you know i don't, I don't mean any of it seriously i just you know, I really want to see the growth of division. I think Nick's doing a really good job so far. And from what I'm hearing, 2023 is going to be a big season. Oh, definitely. 2023, I call it the boom year. It's going to be big, yeah, for sure. I can't wait. So I'm, I'm not going to let Nick off the hook that, that easy. I know um, I kind of want to dive deep a little bit into what it's like for you kind of being that guy. Because I know on, I'll say unjustly a little bit just because I know a little bit more than most of the – uh, other players here in Florida about the inner workings of it, but how is it like kind of being that guy and kind of being that figurehead um, that kind of gets all the blame for everything that, you know, may not go the way everybody wants it here in Florida. Right. So it, it is a little, you know, hard at times, you know, you try to figure things out and, you know, I'm trying to do the best that I can for this league as, as much as you guys want me to do the best for this league. So, you know, um, Obviously, everybody's going to have their own opinions about me, you know, but I am doing the best that I can on things. And obviously, I don't get paid in the offseason to do anything that I've been doing. But, uh, you know, I, I, I make moves for us. You know, I've, I've done some things this offseason that are proactive, you know, for sure, to have a better quality season next year. So um, being that guy, you know, as the commissioner for the Florida division, it, it's hard at times because you like you know you have all these things to take care of but at the same time i'm just blessed to be a part of it now for sure and you made a really good point nick um a question i would have for you um how did you get involved with the a7 you know how did you hear about it down here um for especially for future um commissioners you know is it something that you have to interview for uh did the league reach out to you just kind of how do you um get that you know that name that that commissioner role 
Right. So I don't even know if it's possible nowadays, but, um, well, first things first, I reached out to Ryan way back in like 2016. So I built a relationship with Ryan back then. I pestered him for about a year before I even got a reply from him. It was kind of one of those things. And then I just built a relationship with him to where he could trust me. There was no movement of this league other than in Jersey. You know what I mean? I, I felt the need that this league is cool enough to expand to other parts of the nation. So, you know, I, I bothered him to enough to the point where, you know, we talked and we built a personal relationship together and was able to um, have that camaraderie where he trusted me to, you know, start that first combine that you guys showed up to, you know, thank you guys for that. You know, that was a good showing, but, you know, just, just taking it off from there um, is really what it was. And for someone to be able to do that nowadays, I don't even know if it's possible because I know they're just reaching out for division owners now, now at this point. Um, I don't think the A7FL really wants to own any more divisions on their own because of the cost factor that's, uh, um, you know, with it. So really it was just like, um, getting Ryan to expand the league. So, and, and I bothered the crap out of him for him to make it happen. And he finally gave me the keys to do so. So it did take some time, you know, 2016, I first reached out to him. I didn't start conversating with him till about like, like he didn't start conversating with me, should I say, till like 2017. And then our first season wasn't until 2021. So it took, it took a good while to get this thing going down here. So. Um, it wasn't just an overnight thing um, or an interview process. You know, I just built that relationship with Ryan and then Shinner and then, you know, everything flowed from there. Not for sure. Yeah, that's very cool. I never really, uh, really knew how, um, you know, all those inter intertwining pieces really worked on getting the ball moving. But that was a great insight to how, you know, the Florida League became what it is today. Yeah, for sure. And I tried and to tell be a part of it and you know I'm, I'm i'm glad i reached out to ryan when i did because who knows i don't i don't even know if we would have a florida division right now um you know what i mean it's like so we probably would who knows though you know somebody might have bought it and did did the things necessary but you never know so i'm just glad that we do have a florida division and we're able to ball like you know so now for sure and i tell everybody i think that we you know we're we were really, really the catalyst for that. You know, you're calling this season a boom period, but I want to say that the boom in the A7FL as far as, like, these other divisions popping up because it started with Florida. I mean, we came in, I think, what, SoCal came in the same year we did as well. Um, yep. But And there was, a, there was an issue with them where, um, you know, they had a guy like me kind of that they thought that they could end up trusting, but then they found out that they couldn't trust him because he tried to take this league and make it one of his own. And, you know, I don't know if you guys ever heard about that issue, you know? No, no, that's a, that's the first, honestly, I'm hearing about it. I don't know. If oh yeah. Right. Some, some guy tried, uh, some guy that they gave like the keys, just like me over in uh, Los Angeles division or San Diego, whatever that, that dude tried to, uh, pretty much branch off on his own from this league, create his own league similar to the A7FL, and it just failed miserably for him. So they couldn't trust him anymore, and I don't I don't know um, who's running the Los Angeles-San Diego division right now, 
Um, it might just be the two teams that gathered together running it themselves, but I don't really know who the head is over there anymore. It used to be that guy, but once he went to go try off, do his own thing, um, the league was like, yo, what, what, what is this, man? You can't be doing that. So it kind of ruined that for him. But yeah, I, I, I definitely am faithful to this league and, you know, I'm not going to switch up like that. I think this league is, is, has the recognition and it's just going to keep growing. So why, why mess it up? Not for sure. I've, I've like to tell everybody, I'm sure you've already heard and I'm sure our listeners are tired of hearing just, you know, hearing about my story and how long I've been, you know, in with this league. And, you know, when I had that little brief period of not being in the league and how I just jumped on the opportunity, like once I found out I was here in Florida, I was just so excited to go back, come back and be a part of it. So, I definitely can see how it can get contagious and spread all over this, you know, Florida here. It's just a matter of getting the name out there. Um, you were speaking earlier about some of the things you've been doing in the off season. Um, tell us a bit about the um, the one v one competition uh, that you had. Right. So I hosted a little one v one competition for a, like a combine. It's mainly just a combine to recruit players. Um, the 1v1 competition was just for, like, the skill set players and to be able to show their, uh, you know, talent. And the 1v1 thing was just really to bring more people um, to the event. So I'll be doing another one of those for the spring in the Orlando area. Um, so that was pretty cool to have, as well as, uh, you know, that some of the things I've been doing in the off season. Um, you're pretty aware of the uh, New Jersey concepts that are coming out. Um, you guys obviously had some insight on what the ghost jerseys would look like. So we've been working on that, been working with um, production managers to have a high-quality production season this season. We're not going to have that no-coverage thing anymore. Um, working with uh, Ryan to have a remote facility to where he can produce the games in New Jersey but at the same time intertwine our games with their broadcasting. So we'll have that same coverage, you know what I mean? So been working on that as well. It's just a lot of moving uh, parts in the off season, as well as like getting sponsorships for this upcoming season and, you know, just uh, all of those things. So there's been a lot going on. We're, we're, we're going to switch fields. Um, You know, there's a lot going on. So that's why I call it the boom year. Damn, Nick, you just you just unleashed a lot of information. Um, I would love to, you know, back, backtrack a little bit and break down each of uh, kind of what you just unleashed on us and go a little bit more in depth in that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad Woody brought up the um, the one-on-one competition. I know you reached out to me about like fielding and stuff like that. Are you able to disclose, you know, when? you're looking at running that Orlando combine and kind of area or the, the field that you want to host it at? Yeah. So right now I'm looking at Northeast regional park. It's a uh, Davenport, Florida. That's more towards the Orlando area. And I'm shooting for the date of February 26th to do that. Um, you know, nothing set in stone though. Um, you know, just still have to get approval. Um, I got approval from the league to go ahead and go for it. But um, getting approval from the field and stuff like that is going to be the next part. So once I get the approval for the field, that's the date and place that I'm going to shoot for that. Um, and it's going to be the same thing. I'll host a little 1v1 competition. I'm going to try to find a sponsor to sponsor it so we can have a cash prize 
um, and then it'd be a combine as well. So that way, you know, everybody could get involved. And I'm hoping all the teams can show up. And, you know, if, if it's a really great recruiting tool. So if you have anybody interested in the league, they could get to know what we're about and, you know, get to showcase their talent and, you know, whoever, uh, whatever team feels necessary to talk to them. That's kind of how it worked out at the 1v1 combine that we had in the Tampa area. Um, we had uh, Mr. Devon Gray, he showed up, and, yeah, he was pretty much recruiting all these players because, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he needs it. <laughs> well, there was um, some balls that came out, so it was pretty cool to see, and, you know, if, if, if they want to play there, that's great. February 26th, I, I like that um, you picked that date. I'm not sure um, if you've heard yet, but I was listening to a three-on-one podcast, and Matt Ryan actually disclosed the uh, the actual start for the spring um, season is actually going to be March 26th. Right. So we do have a date set in stone. Yes, we do have a date set in stone. March 26th is the kickoff of the, or should I say throw-off, we don't have a kickoff, of the 2023 A7 NFL season, so mark the calendars for that. That day that day right there can't come soon enough, I'll tell you that right now. That's what I'm saying, man. I've been waiting for it since July. Joey, go ahead. You so, have... I mean, uh, oops, go on, Woody. No, nah, go ahead. I was telling you to go ahead with your next question. So with the you know with the date coming up, March 26th is going to be the uh, the first official game. Um, from what I've heard, Nick, you know you've stepped away um, from playing with the Nightcrawlers to solely um, run the division down here. With that being said, you know an outside force looking in, um, what's your predictions for the division this year? Where do you see each team um, falling? Uh, it's hard. To, I mean, it's. I would. I want to say it's hard to say, but man, I gave the keys of the Nightcrawlers to Deontay Henderson and Bagway, so they're really not gonna play around this season. So, I have them finishing number one. To be honest, I'm just being honest here, but that doesn't mean they're unbeatable. You know, if you guys come out with the game plan, the right strategy, you guys have athletes. You know, you can beat them. So, especially on the weeks that like. Um, you know how last season the night cars didn't always show up type of thing. So it's like if you you guys could beat them, I, I I still feel like the ghosts are up there too, number two. And then I don't know, everyone's hyping the orange up, man. And I'm I'm hoping to see it. I'm hoping to see the orange make a comeback and and thrive this season. So you know, and then you have a team. I have no idea what a team is doing because I hear players like you know Keelan even left. Keelan left. You know you got. You got Rel, Terrell Mitchell left, um, you know what I mean? So it's like, what are they building over there? I don't know. So the only thing I know set in stone is how n- the Nightcrawlers are going to be as well as the Ghosts. So those two teams, I think, are going to be the top two in the division. Obviously, you have O-Town Orange, and, and what they're building, I hear, is something special. So I'm really hoping to see that. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, um, Keep yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think that's a, I think that's a fair assessment. You know, you got to give the crawlers their, their respect. Um, they came, they came out of nowhere. Um, it was you, Nick, who recruited all of those guys, or you know, I'm hearing Flacco that brought pretty much that uh, semi slash flag team in. Who do you think really did it? I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I like the way you answered that, Nick. <laughs> 
So I'll say this. So I have a question for Nick here. Um, how does that feel? I guess this is more of a personal question because I know me personally, I'm still struggling with that uh, feeling of stepping away from the field. So how is that for you um, personally, stepping away from the game? Because you played for two seasons. You know, I think right. last year you may have been the least that you played. Um, that first season you were, you know, on the field all over, you know, almost all game. Now to now be not being on the field anymore, how is that? How did that decision come, and how does it feel now that you've made that decision? I mean, I feel like I made the right decision because, yeah, it, sh- it, it shouldn't be fair that you know the commissioner is playing for a team. Um, and I agree with that. So it it was hard for me because obviously I love this game. I love what this game offers. I love this style of football. You know, it's what I grew up playing. You know, I I I'm, I wasn't the one playing pads all my life. You know, I was the one going to Veterans Park playing backyard football on Fridays after school type of player. You know what I mean? So obviously it was hard for me to step away from this game, but I feel like it's only right. Um, I, I, I don't think I made the wrong decision doing that. Um, I am playing like, you know, I could still, if I wanted to go play at the park, if I wanted to something like that, you know, I still have people around my, my neighborhood locally that still, want to meet up at the parks and stuff. So I, I still get my share of playing football every now and then, but um, I definitely feel like it's better for the league, and that's what I'm all about right now, is just making this league as best as it could be. No, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we see uh, you're doing that. Um, I'd like to pose you with this question. You know, you're, you're talk- we talked a little bit, Woody mentioned it, how, you know, year one, you and uh, Marcus, you know, you guys had that connection. Year two, you have that influx of talent you know, that core group of Nightcrawlers, and you have this influx of new guys, you know, we see the core guys playing throughout the season, and then by the end of the season, none of those guys that started with the team are on the field during the playoffs or those key games. So how did that really, did that really mess up the chemistry and just the feeling um, that was going on on that sideline, or it was a pretty much a seamless uh, transition. Joe, you're so messy, man. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it was like seamless. You know, obviously you guys had we had a there was a lot of emotion with that. You know, some some guys who felt oh we've been here first, we deserve to play type thing has happened. But at the same time, what it, what what's the point of playing if if you're not winning any games or you know you're just going out there and hurting yourself? Um. The influx of talent came in, and obviously that was the switch that the Nightcrawlers really needed. So, yeah, me and Marcus had a great, you know, uh, connection. Me, uh, we're talking about um, Marcus Bishop here. So me and him had a, a great connection the first season. I believe I had 11 touchdowns with him. But then you have a guy like DME Keys who comes in, gets seven touchdowns in one game. How are you not going to play him? You know what I mean? So I just humbled myself. I, I felt... Obviously, the other players on the Nightcrawlers weren't as humble as I am when it came to that, and you know they were on the uh, they wanted their uh, playing time, which is understandable. You know, you've been here, you've been there. You know what I mean? You you, you felt like you deserved that, which in a way you kind of do. But at the same time, like I said, if 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 you're not a contributing factor to the game and the game that's played, I mean, just just. I mean, you still get your playing time when you can. It's not like we're making, forcing you to sit on the sideline the entire game. Get in when you can. Obviously, you're not going to be the starter. Um, you know what I mean? But 
that don't mean you can't play. Um, it did ruin, I wouldn't say it ruined the chemistry for the Nightcrawlers. It just, uh, you know, you have those new guys come in and, and really I knew about those new guys. I've been, I was saying for half the season, just wait until semi pro ends. I have something for y'all. And that's really what it was just waiting for. So once that happened and once those, uh, new guys, um, came in, it obviously changed the game of the night cars. And yeah, there was people that got mad about it, but I mean, like I say, it, what are you, what are you going to do when, you know, you have a player that's putting up wins versus players that are, you know, you don't seen the score. We, we would get, but I mean, so it's like, what are you going to really do about that? When, when you have other players that come in wanting to play and put on a show, obviously that's what the league needs. So, yeah, that's definitely understandable. We'll go from Joey's messy question to uh, <laughs> my question. I think that I've I've gotten a lot myself for some people who um, hear about the league, want to join the league, but may have their own group of friends already or group of guys that they want to bring in. So um, I guess for the listeners, um, how would because we see the expansion. So this is how I want to frame the question. So we see the expansion that's going on in Nevada. Uh, we can't, you know, me and you were on that podcast together. We can't sit here and, and ignore them or act like that's not bubbling over there. Um, here in Florida, we have our four teams. And I think, you know, we had three strong teams. And then we had, you know, the Orange that had to take a, a year off, unfortunately, um, due to what Joey would call the uh, Rashad Davis effect. Um, <laughs> that was for you, Joey. That was for you. Um but so to add another team, what would that process be like? Um, what's the, I guess, maybe the chances of that happening of, you know, the leagues, you know, the division expanding from, you know, four to maybe six to eight. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. But let's just go for the number six. If there was two teams that needed that wanted to come in, how would that go about? And what's the possibilities of that going? So it's definitely possible. But first things first, we got to solidify the four teams that we already have. We can't be going out there, 15 players, you know what I mean? Each, like with a, you know what I mean by that? Yep. Like we have to make sure we have a sound, solid four teams. Like if you have a group of friends and you have like seven guys that want to play with you and you're all ballers, right? But the Orange only have 18 players. What's the point of making a whole new team with only these guys and their seven friends? They're going to go through the same, um, struggle to get retention and keep those players throughout the season so as long as we could solidify these four teams and make them strong uh competitors throughout this league once we have those four teams um solidified we can like if if there's an influx of players like each team has 35 players max roster and and there's still players wanting to play but they can't because players uh uh, teams rosters are maxed out then we can talk about okay what area are you in you can start a team you know what i mean as long as you have the minimum number of players and then you know keep solidifying those teams from there on out and once that team's solidified we can move on to another team and and solidify that team you know what i mean by that no i know exactly what you mean i appreciate i knew the answer I kind of want to get that answer from you for the people so they can kind of stop asking me, hopefully. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So it's definitely possible. But, you know, as long as we got four strong teams, you know, let's make sure we take care of what we got first. There we go. Absolutely. Which, uh, which actually brings me to a good question you guys kind of touched on. Uh, I saw something in the, in the player's chat, a Pompano Snipers, I believe. Uh, is that, was that reference to adding another team in Florida? Or, you know, kind of what's, what's that? Alright, so you know how I'm saying I've been working with a production manager to produce our games this season coming up? Yes. So, yeah, so that production manager is Kodak Black's production manager. How Kodak loved the Pompano Snipers. So, I was talking with Zach Lucas one day, just shits and gigs, you know, about it, and he posted that saying Pompano Snipers with a question mark. I, I commented back saying, I hope so, with Kodak uh, meme. So, <laughs> that would be dope to add. That would be super cool to have. Um, but is it going to happen? Who knows? It's up in the air. Um, but like I said, once we solidify these four teams and then say say he comes to the table and really wants that team, we would definitely want to make that happen for sure. No, for sure. I know um, up in Jersey, uh, the Snow Tribe, they're basically owned and operated by uh, – Deion Dawkins of the uh, Buffalo Bills. I want to see he's the right tackle. He's the left tackle. Left tackle of the Buffalo Bills. So I think to have a big name like Kodak Black would definitely be big, especially here in Florida. So, yeah, fingers crossed for that. Yeah, it would be definitely tapping into those influencers is what we call it. So um, that'd be def- that'd be really cool for sure. You got another one for him, Joey? I'm sorry, what's that? What you- Did you have another one for him? Oh, um, yeah, uh, you touched a little bit, um, on the, I believe the jerseys. Is there, uh, anything set in stone with the, with the updated jerseys and anything that you can tell us and, you know, the audience about? Yeah, so we've been working on jerseys, new jersey concepts for, uh, Florida division down here. Um, obviously all, all, all the teams are gonna get, uh, a new jersey concept and they were all approved. Um, I got your guys' insight on the ghost jerseys, and I sent you guys what they would look like. Um, we're going to be uh, publicizing those um, sometime next month in January. We'll have a graphic made that matches, like, you know how the, they post the A7FL jerseys, like, of new teams that come out? You know how they do that? Oh, yeah. We see yeah, those. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be doing that um, sometime next month with the new jersey concepts, so... Um, that would be pretty cool. And they're all approved by the league and the advisory board. So, um, you know, so we got a good look, got a, got a little flavor to our uniforms uh, next season. Um, and that's just going to be a cool look, good look, you know, especially with uh, the way production is going to be next year. Um, it's definitely going to make us pop. No, I definitely feel like I've done a good job. I haven't – I actually haven't shown my team yet. So I've been holding on to that, I think. Ever. Yeah. Practice, yeah, if you can like, hold on on to that until we re- release the uh, official graphic, that'd be great. You oh. could, you, I, I know Joey's seen it too. I, I believe. Yeah. I think I sent it to him. But, um, but besides the two of you, I don't think I've sent the ghost jersey to anybody else. No, I think I will say the only person that's seen it is Joey, um, Gene, <laughs> and Liam. I think that's about it. Those that don't seen it, and that was because um, we were together getting you know a little extra session in on the field. Um, last week and I was just like you know what let me show them but I haven't shown the rest of the team but my question I did have for you as far as for the uniforms it seems though especially out there in Vegas um, I'm not sure if it's you know just a divisional thing or um, 
going to be a league-wide thing. It looks like we're going away from the shorts and more towards the football pants. Is that right? Yeah. So that's a change transition we're going to make. It's going to be like the the um, compression pants almost that you see that they're wearing. Um, like how it's more like a football look rather than the pants um, and shorts because the shorts just seem a little too baggy. It's easy to grab onto. Um, you know what I mean? So the football pants obviously sleeker, you know, it, it gives it more official football look. Um, one thing I do want to say is we're switching, um, you know, how we had to wait on jerseys all the time when a new player would come in because we'd have to wait for them to get sent by Augusta Sportswear is what we used to use. We're switching to a local provider here in Florida. Um, it's called Sleeve King so that they're going to produce our jerseys. So that way we can have a turnaround way faster. And if I have any problems, it's going to be a local person that I can go to rather than, you know, because we, we did run into Jersey issues numerous of times. So I, I wanted to eliminate that the best that I could. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely. Thank have, you. We'll have a discussion about uniform problems again. We've had a couple of them. So that's a very, very good news to hear. Um, and I hope that the players here in Florida get to hear this and um, definitely understand that those that's something that we're not gonna have to deal with anymore i'm very very happy to hear that one yeah yeah um, definitely a better turnaround time and you know just supporting local businesses um right. is going to be a major benefit and those shorts you know i can speak for myself and probably majority of the league that you know you got obviously sometimes you don't have the best form tackling you're just grabbing for whatever and next thing you know those things are being frayed everywhere the, the shorts aren't fitting so going to that spandex thing, I'm a big fan of. Um, so kudos to you guys on making that decision. Compression yeah. and spandex. <laughs> this That's is going to be cool. This is going to be a, extra, extra motivation for everybody to get in the gym. Understand, we're wearing compression this year, guys. <laughs> compression and production. Good thing, good, good thing it doesn't get too cold in Florida. <laughs> <Shut> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might help us with the female fan base. Is that what you're trying to say, Joey? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you guys are foolish for sure. Um, but yeah, Nick, uh, what will it take, I guess? I mean, you're saying that you're done. Um, yeah. I know for sure we have um, we have some scrimmages. We have some games like that. What is it going to take? Let's just say we get so I want to ask you this question because I've been asking everybody every week. And you know what questions is, Joey. Um, let's say we get a Nevada versus Florida game. Because, you know, we've we've been talking to those guys. You know, we were on their podcast, me and you. Me and Joey just had um, a couple of guys from Pit Bosses on last week. Um, what's the chances of getting you on the field if that happens? Getting me on the field? Yes. Oh, it has to be like an all-star yeah, yeah, like I, an all yeah, like an all star. <laughs> like no, no, not not a team versus oh, I'll team. I'll play kind for of that. Team. I'll play for that. I'll I'll rep the Florida division as an all star team for sure. That way, it's not like I can't, you know, because that way I'm not just so, into one team. Yeah. So here's know? so here's my idea. Here's here's the idea that I'm having. Obviously, we'll have hopefully the four, you know, the Florida division winner versus the Vegas Florida division winner. So rather than just being that one team they're sending out, they'll send out, you know that team, and then they'll send out, a, like you said, like an all-star team. It doesn't have to be all-stars, but they'll send out an all-star team. And that way we'll have a team out here from Florida as well, but it's not just, you know, just the orange or just the ghost. 
It's a mix of everybody. Right. So that way you get the best of the best. See who's better, Nevada or Florida. So that'd exactly. be cool. I would love that. And I so you put the bug in the ear of those that can make that happen because that's for sure something we definitely wanted because, like I said, I think in a couple podcasts ago, um, that was something I was pushing for at the end of um, season one. Rather than um, team going Jersey being a part of the Final Four, I was one of the ones in that chat saying, hey, how about we the Jersey sends a team down here or we do an all-star game of us versus uh, – I was saying us play L.A. I was like, why don't we play against L.A. and then – We'd see who goes next to Jersey or something like that. I just felt like those were our divisions were more on par as far as like players being new to the style of football and everything. Um, so I definitely want that to happen. And um, yeah, let's let's make that seed grow, right, Joey? Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I definitely will think that will will make things pop. Obviously, a lot of coordination will be needed with uh, with jerseys and things like that. But the concept, the concept is definitely there, and I think it's detrimental to the uh, the growth of uh, the league itself. Yeah, that'd be cool. I just I would just wonder how we could make that work because obviously they already have the schedule set and uh, the playoff schedule set, so it's like they don't have us playing. You know what I mean? So I would wonder if that would be like something we would have to do in the off season type thing. Um, but it would be up for discussion and we'd, we'd have to, like you said, coordinate that a lot better. Yeah, for, um, sh- so- for sure. I think this would probably have to be after the season, of course, because then you'll have, you'll already have your division winners and, um, every team would be available because if there's a team in the place, because if we do it right after the regular season, obviously, let's just say, um, I'm going to say the ghost, let's say the ghost wins the division and they're yeah. in the playoffs, yeah. then the ghosts aren't available to play to, you know, whoever their division right. winner is. So it was for sure have to be after the season, and that way all you know teams and players are available. Yeah, and this way you would know who the all stars were from that in that season. You know what I mean? And you would send them an invite. Hey, we're gonna do this all star game. Would you like to be a part of it? Type thing. Um, now I could definitely see something like that happening, and um, that'd be really cool to see if we can make that happen. So definitely um, up for discussion. We could definitely, I could definitely throw that. I know Derek. Duncan, he said uh, he was down for it. So if he's down for it and I'm down for it, it's all about just trying to make it happen. I, uh, See what I, I did there, Joey. You said there, Nick, um, how you said the schedule's already set. Does that mean that you already know who has who week one down here in Florida? Anything you can give us? Yeah, of course I do. But I can't release that information right now. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Wish I could. Wish I could. It's a nail-biter, but... Um, I say I say the schedule's set, but it's not set in stone. Some things might get switched around, um, but as far as I know, I don't think anything's getting switched around. Um, but you never know, so I don't want to say something and then end up changing. So well, we're still we're we're still working on um, securing the venues. Um, we're gonna make a, a maybe you can ask this question in a minute or two, but we're gonna we're gonna switch the venues up this season. Um, for the St. Pete side of things, uh, would you guys like to know where they're, where yeah, we're targeting? Just go right into yeah. it, man, because you know we've been sick and tired of that St. Pete field, so for sure. Yeah, that St. Pete field, man. I mean, it was cheap, and that's obviously what we needed our first season was a cheap field to get things going. So, um, this season we're targeting Sickles High School. It's going to be in Tampa for the Tampa location. It'll be a uh, Sickles High School. We're targeting it. So I say targeting because it's not secured venue yet. 
Um, if we don't get that one, our next one uh, will be Hillsborough High School, which is also in Tampa area. As long, so that means we're not playing on that crappy St. Pete field. We're actually going to play on a nice quality field this season uh, for the Tampa for the Tampa area. And then obviously for Orlando, that Lake Brantley uh, field that we have that season, it worked, and those guys there, um, those staff there, were really. Uh, they like us there, so uh, we want to keep that relationship. And that was a really nice field, that Lake Brantley field. So, and uh, the league already has everything set up for that, so that one's probably easily going to be secured again. Um, so yeah, those are the two fields we're targeting: Sickles High School and then Lake Brantley High School. See, I think people are going to hate me, but this is where I got to give the credit and nod to Nick. Um, Joey, you just heard this man speak about the plans and things for the league. This sounds drastically different from the Nick that we spoke to season one and even season two. So I got to give you your credit for um, you growing in the role that you've gotten and um, the hard work you've put in. Um, Again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've gotten a lot of shit for being known as the Nick apologist, (laughs) but I got to give the man his credit where the credit's due, man. I appreciate that, man. Like I said, I've been, I, I don't get paid for doing shit in the off season, but I want to make this league grow as best as I can. So I'm just doing what I have to do, you know? For sure. And for well, the record, shit, man. and for the record, let's, don't let's I give, give you, hold on, for the record, Nick, don't I give you a lot of shit in return? Yeah, for sure. A lot <laughs> of people do, but hey, guess what? They don't really know what really happens. So that's the way I think of it. Exactly. Like y'all could say whatever you want. You guys just don't understand sometimes the position I'm in and what I have to go through. It's not like I have money like Nevada does. You know what I mean? I I can't just spend bread and get us whatever we want. I have to go through pretty much a chain of command. So So for everyone listening, that's that's what it is. We give Nick a break at least a little bit. Um, But I am still going to apply pressure on Nick when I need to. But I also know I know the position he's in, but – I just wanted to state for the record, I do be giving this man a hard time. I be in his inbox. I get on his damn nerves, I'm sure. Um, but I'll do all hey, But I need that, though. You know, it's like if I don't hear it from y'all, who am I going to hear it from? Boom. You know what I mean? But he hears it from me. Yeah, so he's going to give me too much free time. <laughs> Joey's so stupid, man. Joey, do you got any last questions for our guests here, man, before we go? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I kind of wanted to jump into something. I had some questions about it. Um, Go for it, man. It's the parlay. Yeah. Parlay. All right, man. I, I got to ask. We haven't heard from any Nightcrawler players about what happened. I got the game up on my screen right now. Oh, God. 25-18, 52 seconds left. It's first and 10. You know, Rare Breed's already – they're down to their last timeout. What happened? What happened? Why didn't you guys run the ball more? Why did you guys keep passing? What happened? Uh, honestly, I'm not the one to ask that question. That is going to be for you to get another guest on this show and ask them that question because I don't even know, my man. I'm wondering the same exact thing. Why didn't we run the ball? It, like, it's like uh, I had, I had obviously I was on the sidelines that those last drives, so I had no control of what they were doing. Um, my guess is they weren't taking it as serious as they should have. Um, they were just trying to have fun, and that ended up costing them the game. So, so, so I'll interject what, with my corner before you go, Joey. So who is the person we need to talk to? Because we keep getting the same answer whenever this is brought up. Because obviously everyone in Florida is, you know, 
the Nightcrawlers were the team that went up there, beat a beat a up north team, and they had another one on the ropes. So, who is the person we need to speak to about this? It'd be really hard to get in contact with him. It's Bagway. You got to ask Bagway. What was your thoughts on why y'all kept throwing the ball? You you got to ask Bagway, man. It's it's really he was the one with the ball doing it. So. Uh, if you don't ask him, you you might be able to reach out to uh, Deontay Henderson and ask him what his thoughts were on that. And 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 but he might even say the same thing that I'm saying. Bro, I have no idea. All right, go ahead, Joey. Bro, you guys you guys got a coach over there. What what was going yeah. on? Oh, the coach didn't come with us, man. He stayed. Oh, he, he in Florida. Yeah, okay. coach didn't okay. come with us that game. Gotcha. So I'm sure he um, definitely would have said something and made made uh, get it controlled a little bit better, but. There's also reasons to why I think he didn't come, um, but that's all right. So go ahead, um, I, have, I have one more question for you, Nick. Um, I hate myself for referencing this, but listening to the three-on-one podcast, uh, Corey references what uh, what Mark Bagway are we going to get next year? Are we going to get Mark Winway? Or are we going to get Mark Bagway? Um, what what are you seeing? What do you? What do you? What Mark Bagway are we gonna get? Are, are they gonna go out there and try and win it all, or are we gonna say see the same thing uh, from last season? I'm so mad you said that. Joey. <laughs> no, I definitely think they're gonna go try to win it all. Um, you know, I'm 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 still in the Nightcrawlers group chat just because I see what's. I just never remove myself from it, so I still see their conversations and they're taking this seriously. So, um, as far as Bagway, I'm not gonna talk for for him. He can talk for himself. Um, I think he's gonna ball out this year, and he's gonna—he's definitely gonna try to win it all for sure. Cause I don't—they're not playing around, and they—they—they um, they, they made that—they they made that statement so many times in that chat that they're not playing around, and whoever whoever's not taking this seriously has to go. So it's definitely—I'm—I'm I'm wishing the rest of the division luck. All right, there we go. Anything else you have for him, Joey? Is that your last question? Nope, I'm all good. All right, I appreciate you, Nick, for joining. You're a great guest. You gave us great insight. Um, we'd love to have you back on if you're ever available again. I know it's going to start getting busier and busier as the time goes on, so hopefully that uh, won't be the case and we can get you back on for sure. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. No, I appreciate Absolutely, that. Absolutely, guys. Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you both for being on here, Woody. Love doing this with you. Um, you guys have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, man. Another yeah, fun yeah. episode. Appreciate you guys. All right. So my name is Woody. That is Joey. We are The Parlay, and we out. The Parlay.